Good morning and welcome to More Than Money. You've got Gene Dickinson, your host, your personal financial advisor. I cannot explain the weather. It's crazy out there. It's uh, not nearly as bad as I had feared and not nearly as good as you would like. The roads are touchy in many, many, many spots. For those of you traveling 22, if you're going east, you're going to be forced off at 512. There was a car fire. It looks like it was clearing. Yeah, I think by the time we're done with the show, I believe traffic flow should be back to normal. Uh, But be cautious out there. The the ramps, uh, the ramp coming off of 22 onto uh, MacArthur Road coming north on MacArthur Road. Ugh. Yuck. Yeah, I think that was the worst spot. Once I got on the highway, the Bushkill Township roads between my house and the highway are always dicey when it's Uh, snowing. And I come from uh, about 20 minutes further north, and yes, the back roads were a little dicey, although depending on the township, goodness, one of our townships, it was like they hadn't touched it, and the other one, the the roads were bare. They were so well salted. Uh, Not a ton of snow out there yet. It's my understanding it's going to continue through the rest of... The morning and into the afternoon, but goodness, please be careful and probably the wisest thing that you can do. Stay right where you are. Listen for the next couple of hours. Make sure that you get all the great information that you need to make your financial life a little bit better. Uh, if you are a loyal listener to More Than Money, then you know that I'm Gene Dickison and I have 780 years of experience that I offer you. And uh, joining me in the studio this morning is Alyssa Young. And she is financial advisor extraordinaire, (laughs) financial communicator and educator at a very, very high level. And silly enough to join me on Saturday mornings (laughs) on days where most normal people are going, eh, I think I'll just wait for them to clear the roads. I'm not normal. Well, no arguments there. (laughs) Let's just uh, make that a note, 806, HR complaint number one. (laughs) So uh, welcome indeed. If you're just joining us for the very first time, we're going to give you three different ways that you can access our show and and, uh, get your questions asked and answered. The most traditional way is to give us a phone call, 610-720-7900, 720-7900. You talk to Mr. Sunshine himself, Mr. John Elliott, and uh, even on uh, overcast gray days, he'll bring sunshine into your life. <laughs> All right. 807. <laughs> HR complaint. John, yeah. even, even John looked at you <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> 610-720-7900. You can send each of us emails. You get to choose. Alyssa. <laughs> at askmtm.com, A-L-Y-S-S-A, at askmtm.com, or Gene, G-E-N-E, at askmtm.com. And, of course, you can, through the miracles of modern technology, access our show live from wherever you have access to the Internet, from coast to coast and north and south. Easily done. You go to our website morethanmoneyonline.com, morethanmoneyonline.com. Hit the Listen Live button, which magically appears every Saturday morning at 8.05. And uh, if you have a question as you're listening, uh, all you have to do is hit the Ask Gene button. It works very, very well. Interesting week this week, eh? (laughs) Yes, it was definitely a roller coaster when it comes to uh, the markets. Very interesting. Big swings, that thousand point swings within one day. Um, 
talk from the Fed about plans for interest rate hikes. Talk about Ukraine invasions and American responses and is China going into Taiwan and is inflation going to go through the roof? (sighs) Deep breaths. Interesting. It's interesting. Um, In your uh, conversations with your clients, concerns? Um, It's mixed. Some people are freaking out a little bit and most people are not. Um, which is great. Um, they all agree. You know, when you say, oh, the markets have been volatile, and they all say, <laughs> whew, yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they have. If you're paying attention to it, you see the, you know, the ups and downs and the swings. And mostly, at least in the beginning of the week, it was like we were mostly in the red, uh, you know, drops day to day. And um, everybody is kind of like they take a deep breath and they say, yeah, it's been crazy. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. crazy. That's the word. Crazy is a good word. Both for the markets, for uh, for Washington D.C., for the world. Yes. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. A few prayers here and there. That's 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 probably a good start. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we're going to talk momentarily about how to react when the market gives you agita. Yes. Uh, or heartburn. Either one of those. You, mm-hmm. It could happen either way. All right. I know. I know. Got it. Um, bottom line is, if it causes you concern. You've got to have uh, a good context, a good framework to, to, to know how to react. We're going to talk about that momentarily. But before we get too far along, uh, we have a Invest in You event coming up. Would you let folks know what that's all about? Sure. Uh, at 6 p.m. on Thursday, February 10th, we're inviting women in the Lehigh Valley to join us at the MTM Financial Group World Headquarters for an event called Chocolate, Wine, and Valentines. We are participating in a chocolate and wine pairing event that the Nazareth and Bath Area Chambers of Commerce are hosting where we'll get five wines and five chocolate treats to try together and uh, learn about those pairings. And they're all from local businesses. So we're supporting local businesses while we're enjoying some delicious refreshments. And while we're together doing that, we're going to make Valentine's to give to residents at Graysdale, the Northampton County Nursing Home. So this is our second Invest in You event, which is for uh, women in the Valley to socialize, support good causes, um, you know, just kind of enjoy each other's company. So we had a great time in December when we got together, and I'm really looking forward to this event. So if you would like to join us, there are more details on our website. When you go to morethanmoneyonline.com, there's a link at the top. If you click on that, it'll open up the page that tells you all about this event. And on that page is a short and easy RSVP form. And we're asking everyone to RSVP by um, the 2nd, February 2nd. I guess that's Wednesday. Um, so that we can order enough chocolate and wine pairings from the chambers because their deadline is Thursday. I think right now we have 27 people. Who will be there? And I think about I think more than half of them are new. Um, so we have some returning visitors that came in December, and um, so they're they were a great bunch that had a lot of fun together. And we have some new friends joining us this time, so um, it should be a nice evening. I'm looking forward to it. So am I, except I'm not invited. <laughs> it's for the women mm-hmm. of our audience and the women of our More Than Money family. And uh, typically, um, Alyssa can, um, 
can confirm. What is Jean's typical definition of a really good meeting? Mm, one when you don't talk about um, business. No, actually, <laughs> one, one where I'm not invited at all. Oh, oh, yeah. Yes, that's right. So instead of fear of missing out, Gene has fear of being included. Yes. And and he likes it best when there are meetings that he's not involved in. I have phobia. Phobia, fear of being included. Fear of being included. Yeah, yeah. And this might be one of the very few circumstances for the entire year <laughs> where I actually have a little bit of FOMO. Because uh, I'm I'm missing out. Uh, I know some of the folks who are already uh, registered to come. I, I I would love to meet bunches of them, um, but there are uh, circumstances where Gene uh, has to step aside <laughs> uh, reluctantly on occasion. Um, the report from the first event was just so wonderful. Not just that everybody got together and did something really wonderful, which they did. 52 boxes for kids for Christmas. Mm -hmm. What better can you do? Well, how about Valentine's for seniors who really do need something to remind them that people love them? Mm -hmm. I mean, love is a fabulous thing. It's a healing uh, thing as well. So who knows? Just uh, one or two uh, Valentine's cards might take somebody from, gosh, I'm just kind of not really feeling it, too. I am feeling it. Yeah, it's the little thing. So just something to bring a smile to somebody's face. And in the middle of February, in a gray, mm-hmm. way too long winter, to get together with a bunch of like-minded women who are wonderful, that's got to raise your spirits. Mm-hmm. So uh, absolutely a win-win situation. That's right. Um, my next topic is a slightly different um, win-win all right, terrible segue, because it really has nothing to do with win-win. Uh, as many of you are aware, we have a very, very dynamic uh, tax division in our More Than Money World Headquarters, except our More Than Money World Headquarters is being expanded mm-hmm. uh, in our tax division, is relocating uh, a bit of their work. Uh, we have a uh, an office that will be officially uh, opening... Uh, it's, it's open and active, and they're working hard, but officially open here shortly um, in, um, in the Pocono area. We call that the Hills office, and, of course, our world headquarters is the Valley office. <laughs> See how that works. Uh, our tax division is very, very active, and if you are not um, kind of in tune to, quote-unquote, tax season, you may not realize that it has already started in full bloom. They are hard at work. Tons and tons of uh, clients have already dropped off their documents. If you are a um, client of the tax division of More Than Money, you've already gotten your super important email. Lots of instructions, lots of guidance, and the systems work very, very well uh, with uh, uh, clients dropping off their packages. Um, Our team, uh, uh, Diane, uh, Daryl, Stephanie, Sue, Megan, all... Uh, standing uh, by to uh, make sure they have everything they need, reach out for for clarification, that kind of thing, and then prepare tax returns. So for lots of you who rely on uh, the More Than Money radio show as your tax prep mentor, um, we're putting it on hold. The uh, tax division is operating at what 
anybody else would call way over maximum capacity. So their opportunity to answer one-off questions and be the tax preparer uh, uh, extraordinaire for our, um, our audience members has to take a backseat to the folks who are clients. So uh, we're going to ask that if you have your tax questions, that you direct those to your uh, tax preparer or that you direct them to someone that you can trust online or somewhere else. Because from now until middle of April, we are uh, uh, we're putting that on hiatus. Okay. And hiatus is, I think it's just outside of Honolulu. It's where they grow those really nice flowers. It's a yeah, I think small you're right. town. <laughs> small town. 610 720 Gene at askmtm.com, Do we have any questions that we should be discussing this morning? We have lots of questions. Well, then crank one up. Oh, you know what? Let's not. No, let's go back. We started with the topic of the stock market being crazy. Yeah. How are people supposed to respond when the stock market drives their agita through the roof? Well, long-term investors, which probably describes most of our audience. Or at least should. Should. Should not panic. Um, I think the, you know, the main message here is that short-term blips, if you will, uh, are really not a cause for concern. It feels crazy. It looks crazy. It sounds bad. You check your 401k or your IRA balance and you see that it's lower and the next day it's even lower and you start to worry. But the good news is that you don't really need to worry that much it's not a big deal because you're in it for the long term i would agree with one caveat it's not a big deal if you have a sound investment strategy in place yeah if you (laughs) don't your life is teetering on a razor's edge of terror every minute of every day. And lots of folks out there have investment approaches that are borderline psychotic. Mm. Yes, this is true. If you have a sound investment strategy, one that you've carefully crafted either yourself or with a financial advisor, that meets your goals, meets your timeframes, does everything that you wanted to do, then... Not panicking is a given. That's that's excellent advice. So yeah, you're right. Um, it's a it's an important caveat um, that we're you know on the assumption that your strategy is appropriate for you. Your um, you know you, your risk uh, tolerance is met, and you're well diversified. If those things apply to you, then you should stay the course. There's no reason to react and make big changes based on what's happening in one month, one quarter, even two quarters. Mm. Like we've kind of, you know, this is stretching into two quarters here. Things kind of started getting rocky in September. September mm-hmm. wasn't so nice. November and December weren't so nice. And this month has been the most extreme volatility of all. Um, but if you're in it for the long term and all of those things we just said apply to you, um, you don't need to make any changes unless your objectives have changed or unless you just cannot sleep at night and there's too much risk, then maybe it's time to have a talk with your financial advisor and say, I can't handle the ups and downs. It's too hard for me to tolerate. Then you definitely need to have a discussion. Um, Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Um, Most folks uh, find the frustrations in working with financial advisors 
not more than money advisors. He's, <laughs> he said um, self-servingly. <laughs> uh, but they find frustration when they are frustrated and their advisors are either unavailable, uh, not very communicative, dismissive. Mm. Oh, hey, cut it out. Just write it out. These are all approaches that cause investors tremendous um, distress um, and for the most part can be rather easily addressed with, as Alyssa said, hey, have a conversation. Actually talk with your advisor. Mm -hmm. And if your advisor is unwilling, unable, we, we've had reports particularly from uh, women who have lost their husbands and now they go in to talk to the advisor the husband liked and the advisor talks to them in language they don't understand, um, often uh, talking either over their head or down their nose, uh, no communication skills, no chemistry. Uh, these, these are, this is not tolerable. This is not how this should be. Mm. So if you're very... Uh, concerned and you're not getting that kind of communication, the term second opinion meeting should jump into somebody's head. Yeah, absolutely. How does that work? Um, well, the way that we um, facilitate that is you simply call or email us and say, I would like to meet with an advisor and look at my portfolio and talk about my plan and see if you have any feedback or recommendations. And Oftentimes, it's not those conversations aren't really about whether or not the investments are appropriate. Mostly, they end up being about whether or not they feel like they could have a better relationship and a better partner um, in their retirement plan or whatever it is they're trying to do. So they come in and try to get a feel for, hey, would I feel better about how this is going and that this is in the right hands if I were working with you instead of where I'm at. Mm. Do, do I do I get a better, you know, gut feeling about about this relationship here than where I am? Um that's often what people really are looking for when chemistry. They yeah. Chemistry. Mm -hmm. But you know, but the second opinion can can focus also on, hey, is is this allocation right for me? Is this risk level right for me? I've seen a couple people come in lately where, you know, they're nearing retirement and they're in a pretty aggressive allocation and they say, Oh, yeah, I haven't changed that since I set it up 20 mm. years ago. And I'm like, okay, well, that explains why, you know, this um, doesn't really look like a portfolio I would recommend for someone who's 62. It's, you know, it's time to start to adjust this a little bit. So those are the kinds of conversations that we have. Good conversation. Yeah. You know, it's one of the things that's important to remember is that, you know, in a, especially in a long-term strategy, you shouldn't try to time the market and if you mm. think you're going to be clever and get in, get out and get back in, often uh, that that almost always, I should say, hurts your returns in the long run um, because you're going to miss upside. If you're in it for the long term, you know, we have to have a conversation about what the benefits would really be of cashing out and then trying to get back in later. Um, our recommendation is usually not to do that if you're in an appropriate model and you're in it for the long term. Let's be clear to everyone listening. The term timing the market is one that's used often. And for seasoned investors, they hear it and understand it rather uh, intuitively. For lots of folks, 
it's not a phrase that they bump into and they're not 100% clear of what what in the world would timing the market be. Timing the market is the uh, assumption that someone, some groups, some systems, some algorithm can predict when the market will go down and then when the market will go back up. It is based on a, a scientific principle called psychic ability. Oh, wait a minute, scientific. Oh, no, uh, psychotic. <laughs> it, is, uh, it is predicated on the theory that someone is psychic or that someone has the, the right tarot cards or Ouija board or green tea leaves in the bottom of a ceramic cup that, that can read the market. Um, one particular day this past week, I believe Tuesday, I'm not remembering 100%, the market dropped 1,100 points on the Dow, and at the end of the day, it was off nine. So in, in a matter of from 9.30 to 4 o'clock, dropped off the cliff and then climbed right back. Mm-hmm. And there was, hmm, let me think, no one laying claim that they knew that that was going to happen. If you knew, if you can't know what's going to happen over the course of four or five hours, how are you going to know what an entire economic system is going to do over a week, a month, a year? And the answer is you can't. Mm -hmm. You can't. So folks who are touting, and when I say folks, uh, whether they be individuals, your buddy down at the uh, the, uh, Planet Fitness who's going on the treadmill, hey, yeah, I'm making a bundle in the market. You ought to do what I'm doing. Uh, or uh, a quote-unquote professional or someone on TV or radio that's laying claim to they know where the market's going, or um, in a just not a very extended corollary, trying to scare you into believing that they know where the market's going. Oh, the market's going to crash, and you got to get out, and you got to put your money where I want you to put your money because you're afraid because I've helped make you afraid. They are every bit as dangerous, every bit as delusional, every bit as self-centered as the criminals who are out there actually lying to people. Um, We just have a couple minutes, but just to give some reassurance to Mm -hmm. folks that are out there, Mm -hmm. there are some actually pretty decent indicators that the economy is not dreadful. That's right. Did you want to just mention a couple? Yeah. um, Well, for one, when you see how many jobs are unfilled. Uh, if you think about the fact that they can't, they're not all going to stay unfilled for a long time. So when those jobs are filled, what does that mean for the companies that are hiring? They're going to grow. They're going to grow. They're going to be more productive. They're going to be more efficient. Um, so that's a positive right there. Um, also, the fact that these businesses have been learning and adapting to how to function amid this pandemic mm-hmm. with the supply chain issues with the workforce Very shortages uh, we're seeing you know that this is going to become a positive where they're improving their systems and their processes and um, we see that that's going to become a you know economic driver as we move forward right. and the other thing about the fed you know it seems like oh my gosh this is bad they're going to they're going to increase interest rates but um, Greg has been using this analogy. I don't know if he made it up or if he heard it from someone else, but he it, it works for me. It's saying like the economy's sick, right? And interest rate hikes are the medicine that we need to make it healthy again. And right now, maybe it doesn't feel so good because you're a little under the weather because the medicine hasn't kicked in yet. 
but to look at it like a positive, like it, they're doing it because they think it, you know, it need we need a little bit of a little bit of therapy here. And of course, for folks who are really tired of having a hundred grand sitting in the bank, and their ten ninety nine for the year is seventy one dollars. Really tired of that. If the Fed uh, on track to raise interest rates a quarter of a point, two, three, maybe even four times this year, if indeed that happens and short-term rates follow, this time next year their 1099 might be $1,000 instead of $71. That's not a bad thing. Uh, For lots of folks, particularly folks who are savers who have held on to money, not only not a bad thing, could be a real jumpstart to the economy for more money that they can spend on stuff that they want to spend on. Not a bad thing. I have an email that's come in this morning from Fred. Fred, I've got it. We're going to talk to to that. We're going to address that email right after the break. We have a fistful of emails stacked up here. More importantly, we've got you that we wish to serve. 610-720-7900. 610-720-7900. Alyssa at askmtm.com. Gene at askmtm.com. We're going to take your questions, your emails, your concerns after this on More Than Money. Welcome back to More Than Money. I'm your co-host, Alyssa Young. It is a snowy, cold, windy day, but it's warm here in the studio for now until that Arctic blast of air kicks in about halfway through the show and I start to shiver. Uh, We would love for you to join us. There's a few ways that you can do that. You can call and ask your questions, and Gene and I would love to answer them. You can call us at 610-720-7900. Or you can send us an email with your question. My email address is Alyssa, A-L-Y-S-S-A, at askmtm.com. Or you can go to our website, morethanmoneyonline.com. That's where you can listen to us live if you need to relocate or be on the move. Um, Or you can send um, Gene a question by clicking the Ask Gene button. So lots of ways you can participate. And we also have a pile of emails here that people have already sent us that we we'll talk about during the show. And we'll go uh, quickly, not so quickly, sorry, Fred. Um, uh, Gentleman writes, if you decide to invest in a gold-backed investment vehicle, uh, is this safe? Is there enough physical gold available to back them up? Well, interesting question. Um, When this gentleman references gold-backed vehicle, Uh, A lot of folks would scratch their heads and maybe they would initially come to the conclusion that he's talking about stocks that uh, invest in um, 
gold mining companies, gold processing companies, silver mining companies, silver processing companies. And traditionally, that was the way that you invested in precious metals. Traditionally, you did one of two things. You either bought coins, however you did that, from, from Jimmy up the street, from Aunt Susie who had some from years ago, um, in the last 15, 20, 30 years, uh, national gold and silver coin uh, purveyors who advertise nonstop on TV and radio, and they can afford to because their profits are insane, they're immoral. Uh, or you invested in the stocks of companies that benefited from the rise in precious metals, prices, gold, silver, etc. In Ooh, geez, not very long ago, eight or 10 years ago, several ETFs, exchange-traded funds, uh, came on the scene where they would invest directly in bullion. Directly. So if gold is, I'm using simple numbers, it's not 2,000 an ounce, it's about 1850-ish. But call it 2,000 an ounce and you send this ETF 10,000 bucks, they will buy five ounces of gold on your behalf, literally gold, warehouse it, vault it, protect it, and at your instruction, sell it at some point in the future for either a profit or a loss. So, yes, uh, is there enough gold available? Well, let's see. Let's go back to economics. Economics 101. We all took that. About the only thing any of us remember from Economics 101 is... Supply and demand. Supply and demand. It's, it's just that simple. The supply isn't necessarily fixed. It's restricted, of course. There is not an unlimited supply of gold or silver in the world. That's kind of one of the reasons why it's valuable. However, um, it's not a function of is there enough. It's a function of what are you willing to pay for it. Mm. So if you're only willing to pay a thousand bucks, there's not enough because you're not going to get any. If you're willing to pay two thousand bucks, there's all that you want because everybody else is only paying eighteen fifty. So at two thousand bucks, you can have all the gold that you wish. Uh, and and it's it is a supply and demand. It is a market driven price. And uh, by the way, when you buy it in the ETF form, you can buy and sell all day long. So as the price fluctuates from nine thirty in the morning to four o'clock in the afternoon when the markets are open, that's the price that you will get. And it is uh, uh, for the most part. Eh, let me uh, for the most part. That sounds kind of iffy. Um, the exchange-traded funds that we use you know, uh, on our More Than Money platform, very reliable, um, very credible, uh, backed by um, substantial firms, tens of billions of dollars worth of backing, that kind of thing. So pretty good stuff. Uh, for a lot of folks, um, buying gold, silver this way is the least expensive way they can buy it. Folks who think buying coins is a good idea. Most coins have a markup of 200%. Oh, wow. So you're paying $100. They paid 30 and they're still making a profit. Hmm. Holy cow. When you said boyan, it made me think of the gold wrappers around the chicken boyan cubes that I use when I cook. 
Well, that's certainly one way to think about it. Everything's they look like little gold, you know, every, gold every, cubes. Everything's about food with you, isn't it? <laughs> it is Everything's much. about food. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, it's... All right, it's me too. It's, uh, I'm like chicken soup. Last week, uh, Alyssa... Um, Inadvertently, and her heart is pure. Oh, she no. did not did intend do? to do me harm, but she mentioned a company called Nazo Nut. <laughs> oh, it's because they're one of the companies make, uh, providing the chocolate treats for our chocolate wine and Valentine's. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah. that's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's very innocent. I had no intention for Jean to go by there and find out that they make some of the most delicious <laughs> pastries and donuts. Are you kidding me? That's crazy. I was there basically at the end of their day. They still had this incredible selection of some of the best stuff. You I had ever. a maple and bacon. Maple and bacon. Yeah. Are you crazy? Uh, cream cheese fluffy on top of. Oh, it was like it was like say when it. Oh my word! And then Boston cream. Mm-hmm. You're, well, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, you, you know, the roads look much better now. I think coming north out of Nazareth that way is probably a good idea today. <laughs> probably. probably a good idea. Uh, 610-720-7900. Let's go to the phones. We talked to Garnett. Garnett, good morning. Good morning, Jean. And good morning, Alyssa. Good morning. <laughs> um, I just wanted to tell you, Jean, I am so blessed to have you doing this show uh, it has been years that I've listened to you. I'm not a client, first of all. I don't have any 401k or nothing else, so I'm definitely not a, a, a client. But I have benefited from listening uh, to your show oh. a, a tremendous amount. You're so um, kind. I was, I was your first caller in, uh, in 2020, uh, your very first caller in January 2020, wow. wondering what to do about being named as the administrator of a trust that I had no clue what I'm doing. Mm. Uh, recently, the, my father-in-law passed away, and now I am the administrator of the trust. And I was in an absolute meltdown, had no clue what to do, and I thought maybe I could call and ask for help. And I called Alyssa, and within minutes she said, calm down, mm-hmm. we got this. And she gave me all kinds of information to help me uh, in the right direction. <laughs> so um, what a blessing. Uh, I'm telling you, it is such a blessing and an honor to have you guys and doing this show for free for me uh, so that I can learn and that I also was able to reach out and get help. Well, it was my pleasure to talk to you yesterday and help you out. And I... I'm blessed to be that blessing for you because it makes me happy that it helped you calm down, and and I'm I'm glad that that information was helpful. Garnett, it's you. Uh, you, and Alyssa says it very well. You are the blessing to us. You and folks just like you uh, provide us with such joy the opportunity to serve people, many of which we've never met face-to-face, many of which we may never meet face-to-face, but if we've been able to help a little bit, it brings great joy in our life. We are blessed beyond all belief, and the chance that we get to share that, to pass that on, is just wonderful. Thank you so much. It was very, very kind of you to call this morning. Yeah, thanks for calling. (laughs) Certainly. Thank you, Alyssa. You're welcome. Anytime. 
Gene, it's still my goal to meet you in person one day. So oh, I that would be. A, oh, I would love that. I would love that. <laughs> where you know where our world headquarters is. You make sure yeah. you stop over. We would love to meet you face to face. All right, Gene. Thanks again. God bless. Six one zero seven two zero seventy nine hundred. Wasn't that wonderful? No, oh, that was really nice of him to call. Brighten up your gray day, yeah. didn't it? Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> Obviously, you did a wonderful job Aww, yesterday. Thanks. But you do a wonderful job every day. <laughs> 610-720-7900. We talked to Tom. Tom, good morning. Good morning, Gene. Um, I started investing way before the ETFs and the Internet and everything else. And um, I remember the actively managed mutual funds versus the, the index funds with stocks. Sure. Um, I'm looking for something like that that's doing cryptocurrency. Is there any safe way to go at that? Is something that's you know actively managed by? Uh, I'm going to use the term grown-ups. <laughs> <laughs> that's a very good term. I, I like that a lot. The answer is yes. Um, the the opportunity originally. Uh, that was was talked about was Bitcoin, 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 as if it were the only cryptocurrency. It certainly isn't. There's more than a dozen different uh, cryptocurrencies these days, some of which are largely bogus and and uh, in in many ways uh, a laughing stock in the financial world. Others of which seem to have some pretty reasonable credibility. So unlike index investing where if for example you're investing in the S&P 500 index you are investing in 500 very credible companies that have real assets real sales real revenues and so buying an index there makes a lot of sense you've got some real credibility behind it uh, a, an index of cryptocurrencies makes no sense whatsoever because they're not all created equal. They're not all valuable. They're not all even credible. So having active management is an important piece of that puzzle. There are not many, but there are a couple ETFs that are available uh, that you can, uh, you can Google ETFs of cryptocurrencies. They generally will represent uh, the most uh, credible of the cryptocurrencies. Some would argue there are no credible cryptocurrencies. That's a different topic, perhaps for a different time. Uh, but yes, they're available. Um, some are available directly to the consumer. Some are available only through advisors. And then depending on what your advisor's position is on cryptocurrency, some advisors won't participate at all uh, either in ETFs or directly in cryptocurrencies. So it's it's kind of a mixed bag. Uh, but if, you, uh, if you're comfortable doing some research on your own, um, research ETFs of cryptocurrencies, I think you'll find a small handful that you can take a peek at. Okay, well, now you said uh, that some, some pros stay away from it. Uh, yep. What is your opinion? Yeah, we're staying away from it, and we're staying away from it for two reasons. Uh, one is legal. Uh, the SEC, Securities Exchange Commission, uh, monitors, regulates the largest of the financial advisors in the country, uh, the top 2%. Um, MTM, more than money, we are regulated by the SEC. We are in the top 2%. 
in the nation. We're one of the largest. So we are regulated by the SEC. They have put out guidance to all investment advisors saying, if you are going to invest in cryptocurrency for your clients, you have to demonstrate to them that you have a clean, clear, complete understanding of the functions and mechanics of the cryptocurrency that you're recommending. I don't believe that there's even one-tenth of 1% of the financial advisors in the country that can effectively meet that standard. I don't believe we can. I have spent hours upon hours, journal articles, webinars, seminars, uh, listening to the so-called, so-called crypto experts. And for the most part, they are children. For the most part, they are evangelists. We are passionate. We are creating a revolution. And then you ask them to explain it. Well, it's, um, it's kind of like uh, swapping electricity for money. And you go, oh, come on. That's an embarrassment. So uh, there's nothing behind. There's no uh, governmental backing to. There's no corporate backing to. There's no uh, individual backing to any of the cryptocurrencies. So until I'm confident that I personally and my advisors uh, can effectively both understand and explain the cryptocurrencies and see value for my clients, the answer is our clients can still do it. They just can't receive our assistance in doing it. Okay. This has been extremely helpful, Gene. Thank you very much. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you so much for the call. A lot of folks asking the same questions. Mm-hmm. God bless. Cryptocurrency is a fascinating topic. Uh, I recently, uh, again, when I stay on top of research, 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 cryptocurrency, I, I caught a, uh, a replay of a Dr. Phil Dr. Phil's been around forever. And he looks at, ouch. (laughs) This guy, you know, he's, he's, he's like, he's kicking it because he's wearing the dress sneakers on his show. Um, But then he creeps out there like he's 88 years old. (laughs) He's got all bent over. He's Dr. Phil. He, um, he decided to explore cryptocurrency um, and have kind of a, um, pro con thing with two, three young people who were very excited about it. And the gentleman they had who was basically saying cryptocurrency is a scam. And there's a great deal of, of, of documentation that would support the theory that it's a scam. This guy, um, he was a moron. Uh, he was you really he, carefully chose oh that word you God. took a moment oh it was <laughs> just painful um well uh, the example i would give you is one that you would have no relation to john might remember professor erwin Corey, comedian guy would come out his hair's going 800 directions he was i'm a professor but he was crazy eyed and he was crazy <laughs> so the, the the one guy came out and he's mining for bitcoins and he's spending 80,000 a month on electricity, uh, uh, his electric bill is 80 grand a month. And he claims to be making a million dollars a month. And he claims to have little machines that he now has an entire farm of. These machines are each maybe one cubic foot. And he has an entire building of them run by a wind powered array, yada, yada, yada. And he's making millions. This guy's going, you're nuts. That's crazy talk. (laughs) 
All right, could you, that was the that was the <laughs> only guy you could get uh-huh. that would represent sanity. Uh-huh. He didn't represent well. How long did you watch that for? Oh no, it's <laughs> uh, now they take the commercials out, so it's like forty minutes. <laughs> but oh yeah, oh it was riveting. It was riveting, and it was riveting for two reasons. Number one, it was an embarrassment for this Professor Irwin Corey, who had no real. Um, uh, it, he was as bad as they were. Mm. Uh, it was just two ends of a spectrum and nobody trying to, 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 to get any real understanding. The idiot, smug little 24-year-old, I was in college, I gave it up because I'm making millions because I know about cryptocurrency. Yeah, explain it. Well, you know, it's not government. That's the important part. Seriously. And you've invested millions of dollars in equipment. You're spending a million dollars a year in electricity. And, and you have cryptocurrency. Now, this was clearly recorded before uh, Bitcoin went from 64000 to 30000 30, yeah. in weeks. Yeah. If the stock market had gone from 35000 to 20000 people would be, we, we'd have Riding to be stepping over the bodies because we're in the 67-story tower here. That would be the kind that, oh, by the way, if you, and we forgot to mention this when we were talking about the market being so disheveled. Hmm. If you feel the need, if you are just so distraught that you feel the need, you must throw yourself from a window. Please, please, please do it at our More Than Money World Headquarters. Not just for the entertainment value, because we would find that very funny, but for the fact that our windows are approximately 14 inches off the ground. (laughs) Yes. So you might twist an ankle, but that's about it. <laughs> uh, you're much more likely to get uh, mulch in your shoes. But the bottom line is you're not going to get really hurt. Right. That's important because we love you guys. We don't want you to go away. Come on. <laughs> um, this uh, um, passion uh, is often the, uh, uh, the fundamental red flag. Uh, they had a young lady who works as the publicist for a cryptocurrency company. So, of course, she is a well-recognized expert. What? She's a PR person yeah. spouting what somebody has told her. Every dime I have is in cryptocurrency. How about the folks at Bethlehem Steel, where as it approached bankruptcy, every dime they had was in their 401k. And then one day it winked off. And they had nothing. Well, have we learned nothing? She hasn't. She's 25 years old, dumb as a box of bricks. That's not her fault. She's inexperienced. Right. The 24-year-old is, I'm a millionaire. I don't need college. That's, and you're making fundamentally bad choices. Not to say that he's not making money. That's not to say that. It is to say that it, once you put all your eggs in one basket, that basket gets a little bit scary certainly to anybody with some sound thinking. So I wish uh, Dr. Phil, Dr. Phil clearly knew nothing, nothing. He added nothing to the conversation. And he allowed these smug 24-year-olds to just beat Professor Irwin Corey bloody. Um, Sadly, is there the potential for value here? The answer is yes. It hasn't been uncovered yet. The blockchain use, oh, for sure, mm-hmm. that's valuable, incredibly valuable. And some of those ETFs 
invest in the blockchain technology also that would facilitate using cryptocurrency. So that's where it gets interesting, but it's still premature for us to be recommending investing in that. Uh, without a doubt. Oh, my goodness. Um, a loyal listener writes regarding crypto. The fact that it's moving in lockstep with the stock market is proof that it's not a hedge against anything other than in the minds of backwards baseball hat wearing hipsters. <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> oh my God. Jim, you are a poet. <laughs> you are a poet. That is beautiful. Um, it's, it is both um, encouraging to me. I know that that may sound uh, like an oxymoron. It's encouraging to me at the same time that I feel great sympathy to these 20 somethings who are filled with passion and very little intelligence. I like kids that have passion. I, even when they're making mistakes, if they're making a try, they're giving it a go. Uh, if they're investing in real estate, there were years that people were told, don't invest in real estate. It's time has passed. Apparently not. Apparently a lot of folks can do very, very well in real estate. It could be coins. It could be investing in your own business. It could be coding. It could be computer services. It could be cybersecurity. There are a thousand things that people get excited about. They get passionate about before they have an understanding about it. That does not make them bad people. No. It just makes them green, makes them inexperienced. Now, you look at these three that I saw in Dr. Phil, smug 24-year-old twits, but they're doing something. How, they represent 1% or less of an entire age group that fundamentally isn't particularly interested in doing anything. They're fundamentally interested in getting paid more than they're worth, working far less than they should, and they have no real passion about anything. So I look at three misguided, passionate kids, and I go, they got a future. They got a real future because they're involved. They're active. They may be wrong. They may, who knows? They, uh, they may prove me wrong. Fantastic. Good for them. Good for them. That's an optimistic perspective. That's good. I am an optimistic That's, person. Yeah. We're coming to the top of the hour. It's still, it isn't snowing heavily here in Whitehall. I'm hopeful that they're making some progress on the roads. When we came in, Route 22 was okay, not dreadful. Route 33 was okay. Not as good as 22. Not as good. You're right. Uh, but still, not dreadful if you are driving at a reasonable rate. To the gentleman who was driving the Toyota Highlander on Route 22 at about 7.15 this morning, you don't even want to know the thoughts I had going through my head about the devastation I had wished upon you. And so now I am asking the good Lord for forgiveness for thinking those things. Because you were driving like a moron and putting dozens of people's lives at risk. Because 75 miles an hour weaving in and out of traffic on snow-covered roads makes you a moron. 610-720-7900. 610-720-7900. Seven two zero seventy nine hundred. Gene at askmtm.com. Alyssa at askmtm.com. Your emails, your questions after this on more than money.
Welcome back to the home of explanations. We explain things we don't even understand. <laughs> That's how good we are. Let me explain cryptocurrency to you. Um, wow. Wow. Sorry. It's, There's that psychic, I mean, psychotic. Psychotic, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, at least we can explain that. Yeah. It's got nothing to do with psychic. We, we are absolutely credible. We claim no psychic ability whatsoever here. None. Mm -mm. Zero. Psychotic, we got you covered. <laughs> and if you think it's just you're relying on my psychotic ability alone, oh gosh, no. You should stop by the More Than Money World oh, headquarters. Well, uh, to be a fly on the wall. Uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's why we have those sticky strips. We don't want any flies on the wall <laughs> to know about that kind of stuff. We take our work really, really seriously. Mm -hmm. We don't take ourselves seriously. Not at all. At all. 610-720-7900. Gene at askmtm.com. More than money uh, online.com. Um, more than money online.com. And Alyssa at askmtm.com. Did I get them all? I think so, yeah. That yeah, was a lot. I know. I Rattling kinda, it off, it kind of, I, I, I glazed over it for a second. That's all right. And I was reading an email. So, <laughs> speaking of emails, shout, uh, before we get too far along, invest yeah. in you. Please uh, give us a, a Reader's Digest condensed version. Yes. Um, ladies of the Lehigh Valley, if you would like to join us for a fun event called Chocolate, Wine, and Valentine's on Thursday, February 10th, go to our website for details to, and to RSVP. So it's morethemoneyonline.com. Click on the link at the top and you'll learn about how you can come join us at our office to hang out with lots of other fun ladies and enjoy five pairings of chocolate and wine and make valentines for the nursing home residents um, at Gracedale. So it's at 6 o'clock Thursday, February 10th, and the RSVP deadline is February 2nd. So I need to have your... Sign up by the end of the day on the second so that we can order the chocolate and wine on the third. And then that pairing is being done by a Zoom call, right? Yeah. At 630, we'll tune into the Zoom where we'll learn about the wines and chocolate treats that we're having. So you could order one of those uh, those uh, snack packs for Jean and I could hide in my office and watch the Zoom and do it with yes. you. Yes. Do it with you, but completely separate. Yes. And that's also, um, you know, good you brought that up because that's an option for people if you're if you can't come or you're not comfortable being in, you know, um, a group setting right now because of covid, whatever it might be. If you're still interested in supporting these local businesses and enjoying these treats, you can um, order yourself a ticket, buy a ticket on the Chamber of Commerce website and pick up your own pairings and bring them home or wherever you want. But, yeah, we can get you uh, a set of wine and chocolate I pairings. Promi I promise I won't interfere. Okay. Okay. Okay, I'll so that was our list. first announcement. The second announcement, uh, directly from our uh, head of our tax department, uh, Diane Dickerson, if that is her real mm -hmm. name, uh, letting us know that uh, our tax clients, of course, have to take priority now that tax season is in full swing. So uh, we are discontinuing answering tax questions from now until after tax filing deadline, which as of now is April 15th, but last year they changed it. I think it's actually April 18th. Uh, as of now, they've changed it <laughs> to what it was originally, April 18th. That's, Alyssa just made that arbitrary change. That's 
Um, <laughs> she's going to let the IRS know uh, Monday that it's going to be the 18th. Um, I think, what, 15th on the weekend? Uh, yeah, I'm looking it up right now. Okay, so bottom line is 15th, 18th. After that, we'll be able to resume answering some of your, uh, all of your tax questions and, and help as much as we can. Um, so uh, if you uh, have tax questions, uh, please, uh, if you are a client of a tax client, of course, uh, then reach out to uh, our world headquarters and uh, our tax advisors will be assisting you right on through tax season. Um, but, whew, and um, actually there was some discussion about whether there was capacity to add new tax clients this year. And it looks like the answer may be no. Oh, wow. It's because I've been giving them lots of new ones in the last couple of weeks. I'm like, here's another one. Here's another one. Uh, you <laughs> apparently in under the deadline. That is probably um, so that we had invest in you. Or we, we had the tax um, um, questions uh, issue. And just a reminder, if you did not hear our discussion in the first segment about reacting to the market volatility, uh, you can podcast that you can mm-hmm. Monday right around noon. We, we place this show on our website, go to more than money You can review that. And if you saying, I don't need to review that. What I need is to be talked in off the ledge. I need a second opinion. I need to make adjustments. I need more information. I'm not getting what I need. A second opinion is it's available to you at no cost. That's right. So all you need to do is ask. You send Alyssa an email, Alyssa at askmtm.com, Gene an email, Gene at askmtm.com, or you can go to Megan at askmtm.com and she'll make sure that you are connected with one of our crack advisors, which is not the same as our advisors on crack. Totally different. It's totally different. Six one zero seven two zero seventy nine hundred. We go to the phones, and we don't go to the phones. Oh, that's a shame. Mm-hmm. Don had a question about gift taxes. Maybe he'll call back. Um, yeah. I, if you're interested in the reason that April eighteenth is the tax filing deadline, yeah. it's because April fifteenth is Emancipation Day in D.C. and for everyone else except taxpayers. In Maine and Massachusetts, oh, their deadline is April 19th because they have a Patriot's Day holiday. So, yeah, you can't have the taxes John. due on a holiday. That's that's the that's the thing. So Emancipation Day is the reason uh, for the um, different date. But wouldn't is Emancipation Day the 15th every year? Um, maybe it's not. Maybe it's like the, you know, whatever, right. making this up second Saturday second or yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah, or something yeah. like that. Good deal. Uh, but there's a little, little, so, so a little breathing room there. Yeah. And uh, we're, and then we're traveling to Salt Lake City shortly thereafter. We are. It's going to be great fun. Ugh. I've never been. No, I, my, my, myself either. 610 720 7900. We go to the phones. We talk to Linda. Linda, good morning. Good morning. I have a question for you about an investment that I have. I bought it a long time ago, and I admit I did not know what I was buying. (laughs) Um, But I can tell you that it is an annuity, and I know that it was bought as a traditional IRA investment. Um, I know what I initially put in it. I have not touched it for 26 years. Wow. And... The last time that it came up for um, renewal or whatever you would call it, 
They have added a date to it of 2036. Okay. So my question to you is, uh, since I, I knew I was young, I knew that I wanted to invest some money, I heard about IRAs, uh, I don't think they had the Roth IRA when I did this, mm-hmm. but uh, I put money into it and um, never deducted it off of my income taxes, never knew I could do such a thing. Okay. So this investment has been sitting there all this time. And one of the reasons I didn't take it is it's making a constant 2.50%. Okay. And it's been making that. So my question to you is, uh, when it comes time for me to get the money out of this annuity, which is now at $14,000 on a $2,000 investment, Mm -hmm. but it's been all these years. Sure. Oh. since I never took the deduction off of my income taxes, do I? would there be a way to either take the deduction now off of my income or when I cash it in and take full distribution of it as a traditional IRA? Um, how, how? In other words, I never took the deduction before. I understand. Would my cost basis be the original $2,000 I put in it? Unlikely. And, and when I say unlikely... The fact that you didn't take the deduction doesn't change the fact that you should have taken the deduction. And if you don't take a deduction that you're due, you're allowed to amend your tax return and and uh, and 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 take a do over, so to speak. Uh, But typically amended returns are required within three years. And this is 26 years. So yeah. of the 14000 2000 was your original. My guess is that you're going to end up paying tax on the full 14000 Okay. And there's no way to roll this over into anything. Oh, now you may decide, and it may be to your advantage, to uh, exchange this from a traditional IRA to a Roth IRA, depending on your tax bracket, you might be able to do that with very little, maybe even no income tax now, and then it would be tax-free for the rest of your life. So that's something that you're going to want to either talk to your professional tax preparer about or talk to a financial advisor about. They can do the calculation for you in just a few minutes and then give you your options of letting you know what it would take to get from where you are to a Roth IRA. Do I have to take, uh, if I would want to convert it, do I have to let it with the same company? No. Or would another financial planner be able to take possession of it and roll it over into a Roth? The second uh, description you gave is the correct one. Uh, The original company is an option, but it's not a requirement. So if you're working with a financial advisor uh, or a financial advisor's team, uh, yes, you could have an, any number of options, and, and having a financial advisor that can do quite a number of different things is an advantage to you because you will then have um, kind of the whole smorgasbord of options for you to pick from, whichever one makes you happiest. Okay. Uh, one last question. Is that something you can handle there at your office, or would this be subcontracted to someone else? Oh, goodness, no. We, we uh, help folks just like this all the time. So Can I get Alyssa? Uh, you, you could very well speak to Alyssa. So if you, uh, 
either wish uh, we'll give uh, contact information for the office at the top of the hour or you already have her email Alyssa at askmtm.com if you reach out to her she'll be happy to help I will do that and what a good team you are oh, what oh, a you. good team oh. yes absolutely Thanks. if I if I weren't Jean's age I would be taking Jean now <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go for the young one good for you I know I know well thank you so very much you've been very helpful oh thank you so much God Bye. bless God bless. What a kind lady. Yeah, I oh look my forward God. to speaking with Linda. That's she, great. That's fantastic. <laughs> 610-720-7900. Back to the phones. We talked to Don. Don, good morning. Good morning, sir. I've been listening for years. How are you? Thank you. Thank you very much for listening. And, and what can we do to help? Oh, I don't think this should be too involved. I'm receiving a cash gift of $110,000. Nice. How do I how do I proceed with uh, forms and when to file taxes that sort of thing? Oh, you're going to be a very happy guy in about ten <laughs> seconds. <laughs> you don't have to file any forms. You don't pay any tax. The concern about forms and taxes isn't on you. It would be on the person making the gift. So you- well, let, let me put it this way: she's. Uh, my best friend for 35 years, so yeah. basically I'll be doing the work. Ah, very good. Then, <laughs> then very simply, not on your side, not on your tax return, but on her tax return, you're going to file, and uh, I think it's a 706. Uh, it is a gift tax return. Uh, it's one mm-hmm. page. She will still pay no income taxes, but she should file this form. She's allowed to give anybody that she wishes And as many people as she wishes, $15,000 a year, and she doesn't even have to file a form. At this number, at this level, the 706. It's a 709. 709, thank you. Mm -hmm. I thought that's Mm -hmm. not a cleaning device. No. 709 (laughs) is the form, the tax form, and it'll report the first 15,000 as an annual exclusion. The rest will go against her lifetime exclusion, and her lifetime exclusion is well over $10 million. So she will pay no t- no tax whatsoever. You will pay no tax. File the 709, and you're off the hook. Okay. Should I wait for next year's taxes or do it now, or does it matter? When was the gift made? Uh, actually, about in a week or so. Oh, then it's going to be on 2022. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that was easy enough. Don, thank you so much for the call. Thank you, sir. Uh, God bless. Bye-bye. A lovely gift. That's awesome. That is awesome, and hopefully, will be put to good use. And and uh, what? Wow. Let's see. My best friend. Oh no, they just keep borrowing money. Mm. <laughs> I need to find me a best friend. I know. <laughs> Gives me a hundred thousand dollars. Well, of course, he's known her for thirty-five years. Mm. You're not. You haven't even been on the planet for thirty-five. Yes, years. I have. Oh my gosh, you're just a child. Don't believe him, listeners. She, I am older than 35. She had her first child in junior high school. For God's sake. It was a scandal. It was a scandal. Oh, my gosh. Oh, you're you starting went to Nazareth, right? rumors. Yes. Yeah, that was all over Nazareth High School. <laughs> Not was, true. I think it was part of your yearbook. It was, it didn't, didn't they have you holding Andrew? I, I thought, <laughs> no, that's... No. I made all that up? Yes. Just totally made that all up? All of that is false. Wow. That seems harsh. I did get married young. I did have my kids when I was young, but I was not in junior high, and I am older than 35. <laughs> Just right. set the record all straight. Right. 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 Jeez. 
All sensitive. All the all the other women I know, they want to be younger. She's like, I'm old, damn it. <laughs> Whoa. All right, let's uh, let's shift gears here and get me out of the uh, the oh, line of fire. Maybe Ed will save you. Uh, m- maybe Ed. Ed. Let's go to Ed. <laughs> Ed, good morning. You're on more than money. Thank you very much. Uh, I hope everybody there is feeling good. I'm smiling because the previous caller has some, well, almost exactly what I want to do, but I want to give away a hell of a lot more than he did. Okay, oh, go right. ahead. Go ahead. Um, this, well, all right. Well, first of all, I need to make tell you just, this is for Alyssa. Every time I call a, uh, a broker, a large broker, mm-hmm. and I, t- I tell them I want a gift, you know, whatever I want to do. And or if it's a man, and I'm not kidding about this, he always sends me a form to fill out and take care of it that way. But whenever it's a lady, she'll always say, okay, you tell me and I'll take care of it for you. Mm-hmm. Which is unbelievable. I mean, this is really serious because yep. I've called a few. Yep. Stupid. But that's not service as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. But neither mm-hmm. here nor there. Um, let me see. Okay. I'm going to give away a lot of money, a lot more than $100,000 to each of my three children. Okay. Do I have to fill out this form 709, or is it my best bet to any forms that have to be filled out, let an accountant fill it out? Oh, uh, do you have a professional do your tax return for you? I do. Oh, then, yeah, you're just going to let your tax professional know that you've made these gifts. The 709 is one page. It goes with your tax return. It will increase your tax prep fee maybe 25 bucks better to have a professional do it rather than you looking at a form that you're that you've maybe never seen before it's really pretty straightforward Um, but fact of the matter is filling out the form keeps everything really crisp and clean from an irs standpoint so if you're giving substantial amounts of money you mentioned your kids if if they end up they're not kids they're 50 years old uh, of course your, your adult children uh, if if the IRS has some question that down the road about, hey, we saw that there's a big uh, account, a bank account for you, and yet your income doesn't seem to support that, they will obviously say, well, it was a gift. And then they're going to say, well, we don't have any record of the gift. So the 709 is the record that you will provide that will protect your adult children in the future uh, from any questions that might pop up as to how they came into substantial amounts of money. Very easily done. Your tax preparer has done it dozens and dozens of times. No worries whatsoever. There's no way I'd get caught up on any stupid laws or fees or anything like that from the IRS. I might. No, the responsibility not, for all the money then is theirs, not mine. One hundred percent. And because they are receiving a gift, there is no tax, no income tax on those gifts at all. And that goes against my five million dollar exemption. It's actually are are you single or married? Married. Uh, Twenty three million dollar exemption. Oh, well, I'm not going to reach that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, no, you're you're going to have no struggles whatsoever. One extra piece of paper, you're fine. The kids are fine. Uh, no harm, no foul. I have one more question. Sure. And I'm not going to ask it on the air, but if if I were to just call uh, your world headquarters, uh, are you you're there most of the time? Because this question actually goes to you, but it's just something I don't want to put out over the... Yeah, no worries. Uh, when when oh. you call the world headquarters, uh, 
my, my team is remarkably effective. We have a, uh, a, a system that we put in place years ago. I am rarely simply available, but they will schedule a time uh, on my schedule when uh, I will call you back. So you'll know that okay. it might be Tuesday afternoon at three. It might be Thursday morning at nine, but you'll know exactly when we're going to talk and it works out really, really well. So call the office anytime and they'll put you right on the schedule and, and then you, you and I will connect. Converse. Yes, that too. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much. And I do appreciate it. Thanks, Ed. Take care. You take care. Bye-bye. 610-720-7900. He probably wants a line on the, you know, Super Bowl. Because I'm a well-known <laughs> football expert. People call about that all the time. All the time. Yeah. It's like they're making book. And it's, I'm not a bookie. <laughs> I'm not a bookie. Uh, <laughs> for the hundredth time. For the, I'm exactly. not a bookie. <laughs> and, and it's really good I'm not a bookie. Cause, oh, oh, my gosh. The money I would have lost. Oh, it's just dreadful. Um it is, uh, I, 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 I will say in passing that uh, although my mom and, and dad have been gone now for years, my dad, gosh, this year, 32 years uh, mm. since I've seen my dad, uh, I'm a lot closer to seeing him than uh, in the future than I am away from seeing mm. him in the past. So, uh, mm. and my mom, uh, gosh, they, they, they gave me so much, so much. Um, High school graduates, hardworking people. I learned more about money from them than uh, most of the fancy professors. Um, most of those fancy professors should be retired. Anyway, um, the the idea of of working hard and being well paid for it and being proud of it was probably the foundation of everything I've done, and it prevented me now this is going to sound uh may, may sound like wow well, that those two things don't go together um it prevented me from any risk of being drawn into either drugs or gambling mm. because i was too cheap i was not willing to work that hard for my money and then have somebody say what you have a lot of money uh-huh all right i'm going to give you this bag of grass and what I want you to do is, is light smoke it, on fire. it. Light it on fire. Okay, okay, all right, okay, all right. Wow, fascinating. Let me see if I understand the deal. I have my money that I worked really hard for. My parents didn't give it to me. They couldn't. They gave me smartness. So I have my money, and I really like having my money. Uh -huh. And you want me to set it on fire. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's going to be great. You're going to be high. I'm high having my money. It's in my pocket. It makes me so happy that it's in my pocket. Setting it on fire would make me very unhappy. And the same thing with gambling. Same thing with gambling. You want to make a bet on the game? Let me see. Do I have any confidence whatsoever that I know even a little bit enough that I, the answer is hell no. Uh, I bet on anything. I will bet on anything that involves myself. So if it's pickleball, if it's racquetball, if it's golf, oh yeah. If it's if it's ping pong, are you kidding me? I clean out my nephews. The, their parents are so angry. I take all of their allowances. I just <laughs> whatever whatever gifts they get for Christmas. Yeah, by New Year's I've got it all because I just bet on ping pong. No, I don't. I'm kidding. But oh, jeez. I tell you what. If you're lucky enough that you had parents teach you how to work hard. Yeah, that probably kept you 100 miles away from drugs 
and gambling. Yeah. I'm, t- I'm the same way. I'm, <laughs> I'm too cheap. Too like, cheap? Yeah. Like, I, no, I'm going to keep that money that I work hard for. I'm not going to just kiss goodbye. Thank you yeah. so much. Yeah. Uh, for all our younger listeners yeah. out there, yeah, you could you could speak at like the dare clubs or like sad. You Absolutely, know, and, you want and, you want to get off drugs? Start working your butt right. off. Stop right. sitting on your couch. It's a different angle. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, have your parents cut you off, and and not cut you off because they hate you, but cut you off because they love they you. Teach you a lesson. Uh, get a good job. Gosh, I just saw where um, there's a distribution center up our way. That's advertising on a billboard on 33, $2,500 sign-on bonus, $23 an hour to work in a distribution center. Yeah. 23 an hour. Holy cow. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I'm, I'm guessing it's hard work. Yeah. I'm sure I think it's, it's hard a physical work. job. I'm yeah. sure it is. So work hard, come home tired, have that money in your pocket, and then have somebody ask you to set it on fire. Yeah. How <laughs> no, about thank I you. how about I set you on fire? <laughs> how about we just gamble that you don't make it out my door? How about that? Stupid. <laughs> oh my goodness. Six one zero seven two zero seventy nine hundred. Alyssa at askmtm.com. You're getting quite a fan club over oh, there. Oh, I know. And that I'm was so sweet. Girl. We're that we're a good team. Yeah, I like that. Team. That is a good team. That's I do too. I do too. We're very blessed. Hmm. Speaking of blessed, we would be blessed to answer your questions in the last segment of the show. Six one zero. 720-7900 Gene at askmtm.com Alyssa at askmtm.com We're going to take your emails, your questions after this on More Than Money. I have no explanation for what I'm about ready to share with all of you. <laughs> and, and and all the nice compliments in the last segment were a great team. Alyssa's doing a great job. But, oh, no, on the break, she turns on me viciously, viciously, with an ageism. Let's see, not 933, ageism. Wait, earlier you were coming after me with a reverse ageism. Because you're ageism. a child. It is, that's right. It's reverse ageism, which is a positive. Ageism <laughs> is a horrible, terrible thing that you're going to be. I think it's a, uh, I think it's a whistleblower thing. I'm going to blow the whistle. and <laughs> Take it to the HR department. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's she's, his wife. His yeah, wife yeah, is it's, if, if that is her name. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I was uh, referencing the <laughs> lyrics to a well-known song, Bye Bye Blackbird. And she went, uh, is that a like, really old song? <laughs> well, thank you so very much. 
It's a little older, yes. <laughs> Actually, I'm guessing that probably your parents don't even remember but <laughs> Bye Bye Blackbird. But oh, that's, goodness. Oh, my goodness. 610-720-7900. Gene at askmtm.com. Morethanmoneyonline.com. Uh, quick recap. Invest in you occurs on Thursday, February 10th at six. And if they want to sign up, do that by February 2nd on our website, morethanmoneyonline.com. Click the link in the pink banner at the top and all the details on the form are there. Perfect. Uh, tax questions on air and off uh, mm-hmm. are now put on hold. Uh, well, on air, we can give our best. Yeah, we can do we that do on a air. Pretty yeah, pretty decent job. Yeah, reasonable. I, I, I guess at a lot of stuff, um, but our tax <laughs> team is uh, hard at work uh, serving our clients. And uh, uh, there's actually, if I understand correctly, there's now a waiting list. So if folks are interested in having their taxes done by our team, um, we're going to put you on a list. Um, best efforts. Um, certainly, if uh, that uh, causes you some uh, trepidation, then uh, perhaps uh, another uh, tax prep team might be appropriate. But uh, give us a go, uh, and uh, we'll, we'll put you on the list. And, and um, I, if I understand right, Sue is heading up the effort where uh, somebody that's on the list, they're going to give them a call because simple returns can be done in and out. That's, that's pretty mm-hmm. easy, but they don't want to commit to very complicated returns. Um, serving our current clients is our highest priority. So that's, there's a lot of companies out there that would much rather grow, bring in a whole bunch of new people and kind of not really give great service to their current clients. That's not us. Certainly not Diane, not Sue, not Stephanie, not Megan, not Daryl. That's not who they are. So our current clients, highest priority, but they'll be back online answering questions off air, um, April 19th, 20th, (laughs) Actually, the 18th is the deadline, which means the 19th, 20th, probably for a week thereafter, they're all going to be sleeping. <laughs> yes, they need recovery time. Get some rest. 610-720-7900. Gene at AskMTM.com. Alyssa at AskMTM.com. A uh, young lady writes, I have a friend who takes care of her disabled mom. Uh, full-time has a small business on the side. Uh, takes 60000 annually for doing this to cover expenses. In the past, mom issued a 1099 with box three, other income checks. Someone told her a few years ago to change it to box seven, non-employee comp. Last year, she used the new form 1099-NEC. My friend's ready to collect Social Security. When she called them, they told her she hadn't paid taxes on income. I'm assuming this goes back to the box change from three to seven. Can her mother go back and change the 1099s back to box three and correct the issue? Do those tax returns have to be amended for this change? Please advise. The answer is yes. Amended tax returns for sure. Um, uh, apparently, your friend has a, if I'm understanding the email correctly, a misunderstanding of how that income should have been reported. It is irrelevant what box is checked. If you are a independent contractor, self-employed in kind of LLC form, self-employment, Schedule C reported form, um, in any way, shape, or form, um, the, the Social Security taxes still are paid. 
They are referenced as SE, self-employment taxes. If you're an employee, we'll pick on Alyssa for a second. She puts half of the taxes that are required in, and her employer, MTM, puts the other half. When you are self-employed, you put both halves in. It's 15... uh, if Diane's listening, she's going, oh, I wish she wouldn't quote numbers because he's probably wrong. <laughs> it's approximately 15%. So if she was paid $60,000 on this one gig, uh, that's a $9,000 self-employment tax that should have been paid. If this has not been paid, that's a significant problem. Amended returns are very much appropriate And what will likely happen is with the amended returns, there will be additional tax, self-employment tax due. And then that will bring her to um, a much more solid footing with Social Security. I'm hopeful, hopeful that this is only a last couple of years kind of a thing versus this has been going on for 10 or 15 years. That would be a significant problem. Mm -hmm. And uh, some digging out is going to be required. But if it's just the last couple of years, amended returns, perfectly appropriate, pretty easy to do. Uh, If she has an LLC, likely has a professional tax preparer, which, oh, by the way, if she does and she has not been paying self-employment tax, the professional in this case, probably not up to snuff. Just saying. Might want to consider a change Um, because self-employment tax is not a new thing. It's not a confusing thing. It's not a it's not if if you're if you're getting non-employee income, it is almost always a uh, well. How did you get it? I got paid to do this. Good, that's income and that's self-employment. So hopefully, young lady, I helped your friend just a little bit, and uh, good luck with that. Six one zero seven two zero seventy nine hundred. We talked about invest in you coming up. We talked about the fact that we are putting our off-air tax questions on hold until April uh, 30 days, has September, April, June, April 30th and beyond. And uh, we talked in our first segment about a very important topic of how to handle, uh, how to appropriately handle the market agita, volatility, ups and downs, roller coaster. If you did not uh, have the chance to, uh, to be with us for that segment, that's uh, our podcast will be posted Monday at noon. And uh, of course, if you would like a, a second opinion about your situation, your investments, are we on the right track? Is it the right plan, et cetera? Um, free second opinion meetings in our more than money world headquarters in the Holy lands between Bethlehem and Nazareth. Uh, great financial advisors right there. Send me an email, gene at askmtm.com and we'll get you squared away. Do we have a question that we might want to explore? Oh, we have a pile of them. Uh, we got two, almost two of them. Let's start with this one. <laughs> yeah. It says, my wife and I are interested in speaking with an estate planner who is knowledgeable in special needs trusts. Do you offer that service in addition to regular estate planning assistance? Uh, uh, special needs, God bless. Um, in almost every case, it is... Uh, a, a function of a family that has a significant challenge. Um, we have a fair number of our clients who have adult children with uh, challenges. Um, some are cognitive, some are physical, some are a combination um, that they need to have very detailed, specific, well-crafted special needs trusts 
that will protect these um, adult children, particularly uh, when when mom and dad have passed, and yet maintain their uh, connection to their social service uh, social service benefits, mm-hmm. so that they're getting all the the care training concern that they need and yet still have uh, adequate assets well managed in a trust this is not a an everyday occurrence no it's more frequent than a lot of folks believe mm-hmm. uh, but it requires a very specific set of skills um, Keith Stroll is an incredible partner for us and for our clients on the state planning side the special needs trust challenge is at least twofold. The first is crafting the trust, drafting the legal document that does it correctly. The second is who's going to run this trust for what could be decades Mm -hmm. and decades and decades. And it is rarely in anyone's best interest to name an individual as the trustee. Uh, pick a situation if one of my daughters is is uh, needs to be covered by a special needs trust, and I pick one of my close friends, um, even one who's a child, yeah. as the trustee. At some point, long before my daughter uh, leaves this earth, the trustee will be leaving the earth. Yeah. And and that creates a real problem. So in general, there are trust companies, not very many, and certainly not a lot that we would say we have experience and we're comfortable with them. Trust companies, they are they're they're institutions. They're going to exist for as long as the trust needs administration. So using a a trusted estate planning attorney from a document standpoint is very important. Uh, having a trust company that you can have confidence in that will be there for decades and decades and decades. Um, that's the combination. Do we do that? Do you do it to you as a financial advisor? Do that? No, no, we're not lawyers. Uh, we're not trust administrators, but we have trusted partners. That's right. And we can hook you up. Yeah. We even offer um, an opportunity to sit down with Keith Stroll in our office and pick his brain for an hour about, things you should consider, things you need to decide, the process, et cetera. And he will give you all of that great insight at no cost, no obligation, just a free consultation where you can get lots of info and then decide with how you want to proceed with that information. So if you're interested in talking to him about, do I need a trust? What do I have to decide? How does it work? You can contact us and um, we'll make an appointment for you to meet with him. Um. One of the most remarkable things about having a strong partner in any area, whether it's uh, the legal side, insurance side, et cetera, is when they think so much the way we think. Mm. Um, we're not right for every client. We uh, we accept about half of the folks who um, request consultations. Uh, Keith understands he's not right for every client. So he offers all this great information and then allows the client to decide. Now, in some cases, he has to say, really not what I do. Mm-hmm. That's not the law that I practice. Now, fortunately, in his firm, he has associates who do lots and lots of different kinds of work. Um, but 
he is of the same mind, which is it is far better and, and, and a real opportunity to spend an hour at no charge, uh, earning no income uh, for two reasons. Number one, it, it allows him to determine whether it's a good fit. And number two, if he can solve the problem in that hour without costing the client anything, it is similar to our first call of the day where the gentleman simply says, thank you so much. It's joyous. Mm-hmm. It is it is a joy to be of service. So um, thankfully, our partners feel the same way we do. Uh, next over there, young lady. All right. Here is an email that says, I'm a retired 63-year-old man who currently does not have an estate plan. I was formerly married but divorced in 1999. My parents are deceased, and I have two sisters and one brother, all who are older, and I do not have any type of relationship with them. Mm. I have an IRA, both a traditional and Roth, with approximately 90% of the value in the Roth. I would like to know if it is possible, and if so, how, I can name various charities as beneficiary of those IRAs. I began the IRA in 1996. And other than recharacterizing from to traditional to Roth in 1998 to take advantage of the four-year tax opportunity, I have treated the IRAs with a buy-and-hold mentality. I have 11 mutual funds within my IRAs. Please let me know if I can name charities as beneficiaries. Fascinating. <laughs> and what a wonderful instinct to, uh, to help others. That's fantastic. Um, and your response to this uh, wonderful person is? Yes, you can name charities as beneficiaries. Does the fact that it's in 11 mutual funds create an issue? It has no bearing whatsoever. None whatsoever. How hard is it then to set up beneficiary designations? It's a piece of cake. Wow. <laughs> We're right back to Nazo nut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, seriously well earlier the gentleman said if he he calls and talks to a woman the form is filled out and and that's good service uh Uh, creating beneficiaries on iras is literally filling out a form that's that's all it is we just need a few pieces of information with a a charity it's usually their tax id number Mm. instead of for a person it would be their social security number so we need a couple pieces of identifying information need to know what share you want each charity to receive um yeah i would fill out the form for you um and um it's 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 a an easy process very easy cost you um nothing, nothing. yeah nothing yeah. uh and very fluid um it is not unusual um that uh, charities hmm, that we really admire at certain points, maybe shift some gears, change some direction, and maybe we don't admire them quite as much. So the fear on the part of many people is, oh, what if I pick a charity and then later I don't really approve of them? You change it. Yep, no problem. Piece of cake, piece of paper. Yep. No charge. One other thing for this gentleman to know about is in the future. So he said he's 63 now. So he doesn't have required minimum distributions yet. Right. But when he does, if he doesn't need that money that he's required to take out, 
he could even start gifting to those charities while he's alive through qualified charitable distribution. That is true. We don't know the number, the dollar amounts. He mentioned that 90% are in Roth, so he won't have RMDs on the 90%. Right. But right. let's pick a number and say it's a million dollars. Then a hundred yeah. grand is still in a traditional. Right. That's a lot of money. RMDs, four, five, six thousand bucks a year. That's serious capital. You're absolutely right. That can be sent directly. Yeah. So fantastic. Fantastic. Um, young lady followed up on the email that we discussed about unreported Social Security. Um mm. Her business, the income that she was referencing, is from her LLC, and it's an investment in a real estate business. Does that change the answer? No, it actually reinforces the answer that that income coming from an LLC should have been reported as self-employed income. The self-employment tax should have been paid. Amended returns are definitely in order. And if she has a professional tax preparer and they made this uh, error, uh, not reporting self-employment income, then the amended return should not be, uh, should not cost the client anything. They should be uh, stand up enough to say, our mistake, we'll correct it. Mm. There's no prep fee. There may end up being penalties and interest, but there should not be any tax prep fee for filing an amended return based on, hey, that's not something we should have done it that way. Six one zero seven two zero seventy nine hundred. We've got about four and a half minutes. You got one there that we might be able to do in four and a half minutes. I think we could cover this. All right. It says my father established an irrevocable trust in nineteen eighty in New Jersey, naming myself and my stepmother as co trustees. He died in nineteen eighty five, and his wishes were for his wife to be paid dividends up until her death at which time the trust would be divided equally among his three children. I'm now the sole trustee, and I want to liquidate the account. Morgan Stanley will send me the assets, approximately $60,000, which I will divide equally with my siblings. My question is, do I pay Pennsylvania inheritance tax on the full amount since it will come to me for distribution or on my one-third share? So he said he established this trust in New Jersey and he's asking, does he pay inheritance tax on all 60000 or his one-third? With the disclaimer that I am definitely not an attorney, and I'll leave all my other side comments aside because every time I do, I get emails from attorneys going, cut it out. <laughs> guys are so sensitive. Oh, my gosh. Um, <clears throat> if we're making the assumption that uh, both dad and mom passed away in New Jersey, then the estate rules apply to the state of residence of the decedent. Yes. So there is no Pennsylvania inheritance tax. And certainly the sole trustee now making final distribution would not pay inheritance tax out of pocket in any event. Um, as the executor of the estate, if there's inheritance tax and if the will or the trust says so, likely does, that all the final expenses get paid from the estate, then from the 60000 there may very well be uh, taxes to be paid. I'm not as familiar with the state of, Pens uh, state New, of Jersey. New Jersey's inheritance tax rules. It's 
somewhere in the deep recesses of my now ancient and very, very wise mind that uh, the state of New Jersey follows federal rules mm. and that if this is indeed an irrevocable trust, that means it's not included in their estates. So it would not be estate taxable. So my my suspicion, strong suspicion, make sure, of course, that you check with an attorney that's licensed in the state of New Jersey to confirm um, there, there will be no estate taxes. Yeah. We actually have a couple of estate planning attorneys in New Jersey that Keith recommended that we can refer people to. Ooh, nice. So if you're listening and you would like those names and contact information, I actually provided them to Garnett yesterday. He called in earlier, and that was one of the things I shared with him. So we can help point you to somebody who is an expert in those rules if you need to consult someone. Always good to know the rules. Know what you're dealing with. Yeah. The idea that you uh, are kind of uh, flying by the seat of your pants. Better to ask forgiveness than permission. Yeah, not with the IRS. <laughs> the IRS no, does not no, appreciate that. No, no, no. Because asking forgiveness says, oh, yeah, we forgive you. Write us a big check. Uh, interest, penalties, all kinds of nasty stuff because you just decided not to check and... People go, oh, attorneys are expensive. Most of the questions that people ask can be answered in 15 or 20 minutes. And even if your attorney is gouging you five or 600 bucks an hour, if you do a half an hour for a couple hundred bucks, you save yourself immense amount of stress and strain and agita. Agita, apparently my word of the day. (laughs) It's just apparently. Well, it'll change. Oh, yeah. Oh, without a doubt. I do have an extensive vocabulary. That part is true. John's I, rolling his eyes. Yeah, I, know, I know all the words, and I know how to use them. So be very, very cautious. Oh, boy. Uh, we need to thank all of you. What a wonderful show. Yeah. And not because of us, no. uh, because of all of you. The questions were fantastic today. So many kind words. We appreciate that very, very much. Um, on on a gray Saturday in the middle of winter to to get a, a kind of an, a, an uplift is wonderful, and you guys supply that to us in spades. We um, we look forward to serving you, and one of the ways that we do that quite often is by introducing you to our entire team. So if you wish to come visit us and say hello and get to meet everybody and uh, maybe get your second opinion meeting uh, in the books happy to do it uh, you can uh, send us emails Alyssa at askmtm.com Gene at askmtm.com you can go to our website our website's fantastic lots of great information then lots of contact information there as well and you get to see pictures of everybody that you're going to end up meeting so you go to morethanmoneyonline.com and of course you can go old school anytime uh, that you wish 24 7 Over the weekend, leave a message. We'll get right back at you. And during the week, Monday through Friday, talk to some wonderful folks on our team, and they'll be glad to help. Folks, thanks very much. Alyssa, thank you. Thank you. We'll see you next time on More Than Money. 